Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. I'm Oluwani Femi. I'm Chim Gosvim. And I'm Bolu. Yeah, so how are we doing? Not bad. Yeah, not the bad. The weekend was restful because well, we didn't have power, so I had to sleep. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> was it a weekend? Mine was really short for some reason. I don't know. He <laughs> said, was there a weekend? Yeah, uh, they should add another day to Monday before another weekend between Sunday and, and Monday. Monday. More like one day before, one day after Friday. Lazy Nigerian youth. You see people that our <laughs> government is complaining about. Don't worry. So yeah, guys, welcome to this episode. And uh, today's episode is quite interesting. Yep. For many reasons. Mm. Lots of interesting stories and lots of interesting perspectives. So just calm down. You're going to be hearing a number of voices from different experts we spoke to for this podcast. And uh, trust me, you will have a lot to talk about. And I actually want to see debates, right? Just tag us on Twitter, hashtag us on anything. Just want to see debates. But first of all, we now have crypto regulations oh, in yes. Nigeria. True or yes? True. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So um, on Friday, um, the SEC released the new rules on issuance offering platforms and custody of digital assets basically what you will call the first and official regulation for cryptocurrencies in nigeria and probably even in africa because i think this is this is a very big deal it's a very big deal when in the world of cryptocurrencies so, so this are they saying yes to cryptocurrency okay um I'm, I'm not the SEC. I will not, <laughs> not speak for them, but according to you know the, the new rules that they issued, I would say they are just they are not saying yes, they are not saying no, but they are saying it is here to stay, and we are going to do something about it. That is what I've taken from um, the, the new um, the new regulations. regulations. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it has always been this uh, attitude from the outset mm-hmm. we are not saying no we are not saying yes but it is here yeah. I think you can't really say with something of this magnitude cryptocurrencies right I don't think they're in a position to really say to yes, say or, yes no, or no right? because yeah. it's a very big well it's not that big when you think about it but it's, it's something that will become very big when you look at it when you look at how it's going and it's something that's affecting a lot of people and it came at a time where you know the crypto market is in shambles right now how much do you lose <laughs> well it's a safe space see you can say you can say <laughs> nobody will drag you trust me funny enough i didn't i won't say i lost quite i didn't lose i won't say i lose i i really lost anything because uh-huh. i believe you bought all my the money co- will grow back oh okay. oh you're yeah, one of those people mm-hmm. it will grow back so it's not as if the money is gone. It has gone down. <laughs> like it really went down. So yeah. do I like your face. I, I you know, <laughs> I'm having faith this time around. Okay, so so what is the SEC saying right now? What are they telling crypto exchanges? What are they telling digital wallet providers? What are they telling NFT issuers? Hmm. 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 Okay, okay, okay. So, SEC is saying a lot of things, right? And one of the things they are saying is they want crypto exchanges to now follow certain rules and guidelines. They want um, digital asset offering platforms to start following certain rules and guidelines. And they want digital asset custodians to start following certain rules and guidelines. What's the difference between the two of them? Okay. Custodians and issuers. 
Okay, let, let's let's take it from the top, right? So we now have everybody doing anything with cryptocurrencies are now called VASP. That's um, Virtual Asset Service Provider. Everyone, mm-hmm. as long as you are doing anything crypto-related, as long as you are holding crypto, you are exchanging crypto, whatever it is that you are doing with crypto, you are a VASP. And yesterday it defines VASPs as anyone doing anything with cryptocurrencies or digital assets and then there are license requirements for them even the doing anything so even you need a license <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay I, okay let, let, let me break it i like the name vsp well okay. something to qualify you as a trader but like even if i'm just trading exchanging crypto i, I need a license is that what they're saying? No. no. Okay. Let me break it down okay. for you now. So, any platform that, facil- that facilitates trading, exchange, issuance, and transfer of digital and virtual assets, those are VASPs. Okay. okay. It's a platform. Yes. yes. Like the, um, those Quidas, is there exchange on Quidas? Quidax is an exchange. Yeah. So, Quidax is a VASP. Okay. Lead Wallet is a VSP. VSP. Mm-hmm. Um, Zen Finance is a VSP. They are VSPs. So what do we call the orders and... Okay, from, from VSPs. Now, VSP is like the umbrella for everybody. Okay. okay. And then I'll break it down to the different kind of VSPs. We now have the Digital Asset Offering Platforms, the DAOPs. Those are the platforms oh where God. you issue <laughs> cryptocurrencies. So, so in regular language, that is an exchange? No, DOAPs are no exchanges. DOAPs are, are platforms where you issue your cryptocurrencies. Say, for example, you want the Emmanuel token to be out for some reason. You want to create a token in your okay. name okay you go to these platforms to issue your token yeah. let people know that okay my token is out there mm. come okay. and invest. i remember bondu and quidax did something like that last yes, year yes yes they did they did something like that they issued their own tokens right mm. but they are not the uaps okay and so <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind so, of so no no no, no. Okay. let me try understanding okay uh, let me try to understand what you're saying so a regular company wants to issue digital tokens yes on the blockchain yes you have to get a license you guys are these guys are what you now call doaps they are not the doaps okay <laughs> Wait. Oh the doaps are the ones Issue. that will help you issue those, those current to- those tokens. tokens so in today's language now mention one doap okay doaps are not really as common as mm-hmm. you have exchanges and everything an example is coin factory Coin it's a platform um, where you go to tell people about your new coin, you issue your coin, you tell people, okay. Is it Nigerian? Um, you see, the thing about crypto and the entire world of decentralization is <laughs> you can't know you where don't they really are from. know who knows who owns what, right? It's decentralized. So, how does the no SEC plans to enforce? We'll get okay. there. <laughs> let's, let's, let's we'll, get, we'll get there. So, I think from there we now know that you no know, VASPs are the umbrella term, and then we now have categorizations D-O-A-P's. of the okay. VASPs. So now we have DOAPs. Okay, guys, yes. are you following? Yes. Sorry <laughs> if you hear sirens. We live in Nigeria where sirens are a thing. So yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I think um, for me, I think the most important thing you know that I was really looking forward to in that document was what is the regulation, what is the requirement for exchanges which i think will be the same for a lot of people i think in africa we still do a lot with crypto trading even if we 
don't want to admit it crypto what we do with cryptocurrencies majorly is this trading, trading. yes okay. yeah so it will be interesting to really know okay what does the sec think about um crypto crypto trading. exchanges so and here is what the sec feels so in it, in addition to you know the general requirements for va vasps mm-hmm. so everybody doing th- stuff with crypto right you need a requirement a vasp requirement that's mm-hmm. for everybody okay. but now when you now categorize them DOAPs. yes the DOAPs, the dax which so. are the crypto exchanges dax stands for digital asset <laughs> exchange so the exchanges will now require a hundred thousand naira application fee that's two hundred and forty dollars they will require a three hundred thousand naira processing fee (laughs) which is seven hundred and twenty two dollars they will require a 30 million naira processing fee which is seventy two thousand dollars minimum paid up capital of 500 million naira which is 1.2 million dollars so basically if you want to launch your own crypto exchange, you it's not something you and your former schoolmates will just how much, <laughs> how much did Lisa Pay raise last time? Lisa, Lisa Pay raised uh, 1.1 million dollars. 1.1 million. So that would just be made up capital. <laughs> Can you invite you? Yeah, so that's so, looking for money to do business. I, I understand I understand that that sounds like a lot of money, but then it's a space where you want to keep people safe. So you want to make sure that people that are coming to do that into that space know exactly what it is that they want to do there are people that know okay i have the money they are not they, they should not be people that will just run away with your money people. i think this is the same thing that fintechs are facing right mm-hmm. if you want to be custodian of other people's money you should be able to prove that i have money exactly mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no. it, it, it seems you know it's not everyone so here stories that much <laughs> It's not. It's, it's not everyone that does not. It's it's not everyone that does not have the money to prove it that um, wants to run away with your money. But is there really any other way to prove that people have uh, people will not run away with your money except letting them pay you know this amount? Of like shoe skin in the game, it makes sense. Okay, it makes sense. I agree. <laughs> but the only thing in my head now is what happens to that dream of sticking it to the man. Hmm. With, hmm. which crypto has sold to us you see the thing is in case just in case you're not too familiar with that term right crypto is promising you freedom from central authorities yeah, yeah. governments banking institutions mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that try to control every aspect of your life and your mm-hmm. economy so if the crypto exchanges have to be regulated by the securities and exchange commission defeats the purpose does it not defeat the purpose it, it <laughs> totally does it totally does okay but we can't we can't have it all something something just has something just has to leave and i think this is just the beginning this is just the beginning <laughs> of what regulations will be like everybody and <laughs> and to meet everybody <laughs> okay and that's just but the, the the sec still does not have uh i think what the sec is really banking on is the fact that people will only want to do you know crypto related transactions on platforms that they have approved to remain safe that's not to say that a lot of the platforms that still exist mm. you know in the decentralized space will still not exist because we have all these crypto exchanges like we bundle you know everyone and they are not they are actually centralized exchanges right they are centralized exchanges they have offices they have ceos they have people that sec can hold but then they are decentralized exchanges called dexes that actually just exist on the blockchain there's really no one you can hold 
So we have the likes of Pan- PancakeSwap, Uniswap that will still continue to exist, you know, without any form of... They really, if they want to, they can be regulated, but the truth is, it's just a choice for them. Okay. I agree. I agree. But <laughs> let's let's just move on. And this is actually very, very, very interesting. And it runs deeper than we've just touched on here. But Bull is actually working on a story. And we'll be linking it on the description today. Later today, just check TechPoint Africa website. Or just, just check the description and you're going to see the story. But if you want this to be broken down to you, to the barest minimum, and you want to be able to ask questions of experts that are close to what's happening at the Securities and Exchange Commission in Nigeria, just... Let's make your way to the TechPoint Africa Blockchain Summit. It's coming up this Saturday, correct? Yep. Good. So don't miss out on this, right? And uh, if you are listening to Bolu's conversation, he mentioned that the crypto market is actually in shambles right now. Oh, yes. Mm. Or every coin you can think of. Okay, almost every coin, a popular coin out there. Everything is bleeding. But don't be afraid. (laughs) <laughs> things, things will get better okay so that's 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 the same thing we are saying with tech african tech right apart from crypto market i find it curious that the crypto market is crashing and at the same time <laughs> the new york stock exchange all the big tech There's companies an explanation for that, but are actually crashing like they've lost one trillion dollars in market value this year DeFi has lost 100 billion Okay, so <laughs> yes, it appears that whatever reset is happening in the global tech space could also be happening in the Nigerian tech space or in African tech space. So, what's going on there? Yeah, okay. Chingo I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so over the weekend, um, a startup founder, Ngozi Dozier, he's a, he's a co founder at Scarbon. He made this tweet and it was very, very interesting, and there was like a lot to unpack. So, just to give a brief summary he was talking about is are we experiencing the great reset so um, i think the name kind of gives what he means away so basically a reset is just a restart so basically um, returning to the fundamentals you know when you reset your phone and also he's asking are we are we experiencing a great reset so Mm -hmm. he touched about some hot topics that have been swelling around the ecosystem over the last few months touched uh touched on like valuations high valuations for companies that have not necessarily proven themselves you also, <laughs> talked, <laughs> you also talked about um like the influx of capital so a lot of money last year we, we saw record numbers and this year there's predictions that those record numbers are also going to be surpassed he talked about um, remote work which is kind of a subset of the whole conversation mm-hmm. and then he touched about m and a so by the way there was this um last year when we were preparing for build we did some of these articles and it was mm-hmm. like looking at the next frontier in fintech and some other um, sectors so mm-hmm. one of the things that people we spoke with mentioned was there'll be a lot of m and a activities that is major uh, and acquisitions yeah major and acquisitions so we are seeing some of them actually but um we are like it's not really a culture but we are it's just going to be happening like it's just going to become a normal thing at some point so we we reached out to a few investors in this space to get their um to get their thoughts on what they think about this subject so uh, broadly speaking they they shared their thoughts on whether the whether there will be a reduction in investor activities that will less investors mm-hmm. invest in African or Nigerian startups in this contest. And they also talked about, um, so Ngozi talked about something called 
or he, he was basically the saying you would see a return to companies actually building real value not just new mm. businesses so those were um, some of the topics that they spoke on mm. those are really really silent topics mm. and yeah. stuff we don't want to talk about right as, Chlor- they, say, as, as they say it on twitter we are not ready for this conversation yeah, yeah no. but apparently a lot of people are ready for this they are actually ready <laughs> people are using their art button now yeah on twitter. so let's so, so okay so what's what's the update now first person you spoke to was ehusa Omogi, he's um, a, a partner at EcoVC, and these are his thoughts on whether investor activities will reduce or not. Sorry, it's, uh, it's a great question. I don't know if we're ever able to truly get a pulse on companies raising money, right? Because okay. a few things. One is that um, there are different elements to the process. So founders go out and they try to raise money, right? And for yeah. some founders. They, they, they get a great reception and so they end up raising even more money than they wanted to right okay. and yeah. for some founders they don't raise any and for some founders they raise less than they wanted to so you know if you sort of look at those who are able to raise and were successful you know there's, there's a lot that probably goes on very quietly and mm. and you know, so I, I don't think as a firm we've ever sort of even figured out that we, we have a real sense of 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 what's getting raised. We had deals that we did a year prior before they got announced. Mm-hmm. So okay. that lag time is also interesting because the announcements may cloud what is really going on at that current time. So you start yeah. to think that there's more activity when there really may not be because of the yeah. overall macro you know headwinds that everybody's seeing right now okay so basically what he's referring to is um we've it, it looks like we've um had like less deals being announced and i don't know i think we spoke about it a few episodes ago where we were wondering are less deals being done so mm-hmm. he's basically clarifying that yes you may be seeing less announcements in the media but it's a bit difficult to get a feel for what's actually happening Mm. So some founders announce, they don't even announce. Some announce a month later, some announce a year later. So it's a bit difficult to say, okay, I'm seeing announcements in May. Are these really deals that were closed in May? Mm. And mm. I think we will need to do an entire podcast episode that mm. we just look at the anatomy of a seed fundraise. So mm. how long does it take you to um, like raise, proceed, and the rest of them? So basically he's saying you may be hearing deals in May, but they didn't really occur in mm-hmm. May. Yeah, so um, we also spoke to Victoria Fabumi, by the way, she's the head of investment at um, CC Hope, and she also shared her thoughts on whether the whether this is showing that investor activities would reduce. As a part of me, I reckon that year on year, Africa will still raise more than it did last year. Um, we probably will not just see that growth, that kind of the, the, the types of growth we anticipated. Um, it won't be as high as, as, as we've seen over the last five years from a kick perspective. Uh, it's not just in the Nigerian ecosystem, generally in, in this type of squeeze. So we can't openly say it's a, it's a recession, right? But there's a squeeze generally across board. And what happens is capital becomes smart and deployment is a lot more targeted um, as opposed to investors just generally investing um, as they would 
in in more bullish markets right so would foreign investors like totally halt or like step on the brakes not not necessarily it, but it just means that there will be a lot more circumspect in terms of how they deploy if you're older or from the older generation and your understanding of the thesis around crypto is not well formed the first thing that comes to mind is hold on evaluate the ecosystem and decide on how you want so th- i think i want to i, I agree with what uh, victoria said right if if you are giving money to do something right i'm just going into a literal level now mm-hmm. if you're giving money to do something right but you know that another money will come in say a few more months yeah. right you can know some things off and just probably just do a little things or spend that money on other stuff that pays you mm-hmm. right so bringing you to a startup now at this point where um money will not be so much out there right you have to work with what you have currently and do a lot with it so i think this this situation that um the economy is right would yeah. push with push um startup executives to do what they are supposed to do with yeah. the money they are giving so i think i would like that like <laughs> going by the conversation of them doing exactly what, what they are supposed, supposed to do to. Mm, yeah mm-hmm. it, it reminds me also reminds me of the conversation i had with uh, some of yc founders uh, we released a report in collaboration with yc if you haven't seen it try and download it we're going to put it in the description but one of the yc founders was pointing out that most startup founders are actually expert fundraisers but yeah mm. they don't know how to spend the money not they don't even know how to win customers mm-hmm. like they spend because it touch, uh, touched on and it's, that. It's, it's the customers that will bring you more money yeah. that's like mm. the most important thing the most important yeah. thing is the customers right but when you are raising money on a yearly basis or even on twice a year you can announce raises mm-hmm. so what time did you have to do all those things like you rightly mentioned we should actually know how long all these processes <laughs> takes no it's actually so it's it's it varies for depending on who you are so if you have some street cred for yeah. lack of a better word it could be faster but um i've spoken to a few founders who spent an entire year just to raise their seed funds so mm. those are like you you take a lot of calls that's the truth you take a lot of calls if you're lucky you could close it in a few weeks or in a few months but you take a lot of calls you're speaking to a lot of people and uh, if this was pre-covid now you had to like meet face to face so there was a lot of traveling you are not around to like do the actual work so fundraising takes a lot from you it's usually why a lot of investors kind of favor to at least a co-founder on your team so that you're focused on fundraising and, and then the this person is focused, focused on, on business. Mm-hmm. So that's, some people don't like it, so, but they do it so that they can hedge their bets. You cannot be spending almost half of the year raising money. <laughs> what happens to your business within that period? So well, you are raising money. And there's, then there's the part of financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Right? We did a space recently, right? Yeah. Talking about that. It's not just about raising money now about being being um, what's it called accountable yeah. for the money you've collected and using it for the right purpose yeah so it's it's actually a very important conversation that i think we should be having because <laughs> we see a lot of startups that raise money and Pens. when i speak to 
VCs. Like, <laughs> when I speak to VCs, I have this question I usually ask them How many decks do you see in a year? Hmm. And the average VC tells me they've seen at least a thousand VCs, uh, sorry, a thousand decks, decks in a year. Hmm. And how many do they fund? Most of them fund less than 20 in a year. So wow. Do the, do the math. It's not matter at all. Hmm. So, you this see, is yeah, you see a thousand decks, you only fund 10 to 15. Hmm. That's, I don't know, it's not much you have me in the mouth, it's less than 10%. Mm-hmm. So, so that means <laughs> the people you're seeing raising money are actually the lucky guys. Hmm. There are a lot of companies that are not raising money. Wow. Mm. Okay. So beyond funding, beyond the whole valuation conversation, what should, what should we be focusing on as a, an ecosystem? Uh, okay, so big disclaimer. This is not. I, I, it's it's not your you opinion. Do. No, it's my opinion. But last, last, you do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, um, if you ask me, I'll say build businesses that add value to the African continent. So solve mm-hmm. healthcare, solve education. I can't tell you. Isn't solve. that what they've been doing, or maybe what they told us they've been doing? I comment, my chef, but like <laughs> you solve those problems and. Um, they are, I think that's what you should be doing. But it's also important to note that some some sectors are not VCs will not talk to you mm. because um, the VC is looking for like highly High scalable growth. businesses. Can I put in money and over the next few years I do probably twenty x? Mm. That's just the truth. So if you are doing a business that has little margins, like a tech, yeah, okay, yeah, a tech, a tech, possibly don't let them catch. You. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Why, why will you mention a tech? Why? No, no, some sectors are like harder. So you we, put we, money in fintech <laughs> today, and tomorrow they are telling you you are processing a million dollars. Processing a million dollars, yes, yeah. five naira to Nifemi. That's in five naira to Anomia. True, five naira to you. True, that but you, can you can you boast of the same numbers in an edtech startup? Let's 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 face reality. Yeah, you cannot. So the truth is, first thing to note is that um, some sectors are more um, they are more conducive for VCs to invest mm-hmm. in. They are more conducive. That's that's just the reality. So if you're not building, if you're not building in uh, in those sectors, then that's fine. But something else that um, the that, that the investors we spoke about it uh, also was particular about a few sectors that um founders should probably be uh focusing on so by the way is it is that not unfair to other sectors no it's not unfair it's just the game mm. don't oh. hate the game and you're saying they should solve problems and you're saying they should solve problems either play the game or, or don't solve yeah. problems or just watch from the stadium if, if they're going to solve problems and now you're telling them that focus on this one so that where you can get funding no no going no, to no, solve those no problems? Let's, let me clear something so it's not like they're saying focus on this one so the thing is uh, some sectors eh. are more so she can look for grants. So, can you go with your mom and pop <laughs> shop? Thank you. Thank you. Like, look for alternative sources of financing. Oh, my God. You can't come with... You can't be selling sweet and you come to me to invest in you. You cannot scale. Really? Real sweet. I can, yeah, I can you scale. Can, where, where do you want to scale? Blockchain. Just add blockchain on top. Ah, this guy. <laughs> so, let, let's, let's hear what the hotel has to say. And when we look at sort of the history of entrepreneurship, particularly in Nigeria, you tend to find that we have historically been very good at crowding into spaces that were hot. 
And mm-hmm. people go, well, why do you do that? And I was like, well, the typical founder, I think, is also quite pragmatic. We may or not give he or her uh, sort of that that credit, but you know, definitely worth doing. And that is because, you, you know, it's like that classic saying. You know, I don't know if you've heard it. You know, he denied saying it. Uh, the famous bank robber Willie Sutton, when they asked him why do you rob banks, and he goes, "Well, that's where the money." <laughs> so, I think that answers your question. <laughs> if you if you want to make money, go where the money is at. And really, what he just said is something that. You can't even fault only startup founders. So if you look at, just take a walk on your streets, mm. mm-hmm. go out. Mm. Tell me that you are seeing diverse businesses. I did not order people on our way home. Just look out. Everybody selling the same thing. Yes. Mm. The same, like the color of their shops are like painted. Are like so. You can't fault uh, startup founders. Just mm. go where the money is. There's something called impact investing. Mm. So there are investors that invest in like edtech agri-tech for, our, for the African continent, health tech and stuff. So they are doing this. They know that, okay, we will get less returns than if we do Oh, invest. our reward is in heaven. Yeah, no, your reward is actually, <laughs> it starts on it. I'm but like, <laughs> compared to fintech mm. or other hot sectors, you're not mm. going to make as much money. So maybe others are doing 10x. You may be comfortable with doing 3x, 4x, 5x. Mm. It's still a healthy return, but it's not going to be like it's not something that gets you like it doesn't turn you on when you when you hear it. Yeah, so yeah it turn you on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, that that reminds me of yeah, it reminds me of the whole history of Nigeria, right? When palm oil was the big thing, mm-hmm. everybody moved to palm oil. Yeah. Crude oil came. Everybody, everybody became an oil dealer. Like we are still in that road. Everybody wanted to become a doctor. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to become an engineer. And today, everybody wants to become a tech, tech bro. bro. Which leads us to our latest gist on the table today. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, last week, there were a lot of table shakings. Mm. Um, I'm not going to mention any name, but what we heard on the streets was people were not <laughs> who they said they were. <laughs> guys, people, stay in your house. <laughs> <laughs> people are not who they say they are, but we're not going to actually go into the details because we're still investigating that story and uh, it might turn out to be something and might turn out to be nothing but what we can't deny is in today's tech ecosystem we have a lot of people who focus on just uh, displaying for the gram showing the whole syndrome of fake it till you make it so we have developers we have designers talking about the work that they don't do Ideally, what you should be talking about on social media is, is the work what you do. that you do. So, what the hell is going on? What what is happening in this space? And it's actually very it's a it's a very important conversation considering that more young people are looking to get into this space. So they should not be thinking that this is the all, way it's supposed to be. Yes, it's all pens and, and, and roses. It's, it's it, okay as you mentioned the other time. It's like when you are living your life for the gram you feel a need to keep up with what the gram wants from you and it's it's quite unfortunate because i've spoken to a number of experts on a, a series on tech points called the expert right um we will we'll link to some of the episodes or to the, you put the link that we did to all the episodes we've written and i've spoken to a number of these people tell their tell me their stories right they are not ashamed of mentioning where they started from some of them are very embarrassing 
backgrounds right some of them have challenges that they have to deal with some of them have families that were not too privileged you get and still they climbed they literally climbed the ladder to the top right looking at these examples and comparing it to what we now have this trend of trying to posture what you're not to the gram so that people can look up to you and it is unfortunate in another way because people actually look up to you mm. like the case that we don't want to mention had <laughs> a number of people looking up to him I don't know, maybe Emmanuel is in that court. Not, not really looking up. Why name now? No, I... You, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he has made a name for himself and why 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 would people do this right so i, I got in touch quickly with a with two of the people that are featured featured on the tech point africa the expert series um victor equalo who is a growth expert as you mentioned that he actually climbed the ladder to become a growth expert and also adora Wodo, who is a software engineer working with microsoft currently and they, they asked something to say about why people would want to do this why would you literally want to fake it till you make it let's hear what they have to say and i would say that social media is the cause of things like this the quest for public validation right um you want maybe for whatever reason you want people to um like you more or you have a plan to do something but you are trying to attain some kind of reputation um you know some kind of reputation before you can do the thing because it increases your chances at success and stuff like that like i mean i've heard people say this and even off social media as well right i've heard people say this thing where it's like oh if i'm going for uh a meeting with a client as a freelancer I'd rather go with a MacBook so that when they see me, they would understand that I am not hungry. And when I give them my rates, me using a MacBook plus the work that I have done would be enough to speak for me to, you know, command the high money I'm asking for. So it's like the work that you've done is not enough. So there has to be some kind of packaging as well. So now it's like for people, for some people, um, you kind of go to any length to, um, you kind of have, for some people, they sort of go to, you know, whatever length to attain that, for that packaging, to attain that reputation that they need for whatever they want to do. We need to learn balance generally as human beings not just our generation, not just young people, as human beings, we need to learn balance. Um, there's a lot of divisiveness um, that comes with, you know, social media, that comes with social media interactions and the way we think about these things. And it kind of puts everything in the perspective of either being black or white. You know, we need to learn balance. It is unfortunate, as I mentioned before, <laughs> but <laughs> it is the reality. It is so, it's so working. So I know this book, Deep Work, that talks about actually concentrating on what you do mm-hmm. and actually staying off social media, not bothering with social media. So, yeah. but today we now have the idea that 
if you don't if you're not on social media you're not going to actually move up the career ladder it is mm. the reality sincerely it is the reality so this, this example that adora mentioned about yeah. going for a sales meeting or going to sure. meet a client and carrying a MacBook, it is what sells it whether you yeah. like it or not and yeah. to be clear it's not just in tech so a few years ago i was reading this article by neil patel new partner is like a global marketing expert and he was like he wanted to run a, a test so he bought a, a patek philip and what it he doesn't wear his watches on the norm <laughs> so he just bought it with patek philip i think it was 150k wow yeah, dollars dollars yeah, yeah. Jesus. and he went to a restaurant where high net worth individuals would be in mm. and he made sure his wristwatch was showing mm. mm-hmm. and he said as Ex, um, exorbitant as that purchase was, he actually landed a client that mm. day in that restaurant. Chai. So there's a correlation between perception and value. Mm. There's always uh, it's it's in human nature. Yeah, I mean, a guy comes a guy comes to you and you first of, first of all size him up. You're yeah, welcome yeah. to see what's inside first. Yeah, forget yeah, no about inner beauty. Sapiosexual, my foot. Sapiosexual. Now, that's that's good. That's I'm good. Those are, those, are, those are some dope dope lines. But like that's that's the truth. We we judge people on what they look like before we start talking about what's in them so admittedly right admittedly that is the how man is made up right but why should you when you know that you can't actually meet up like it's not existing at all there's a way there's there's a side that you are working up to it towards it right you want to mm-hmm. attain this particular level but there's another point of view you know that you are you, this is not even what you're doing but you are presenting it maybe you have to borrow Mm. Balenciaga <laughs> joggers. So I, w- I don't have an answer because that is one of the questions that keeps me up at night. So when I hear people that have carried out scams mm. successfully, I usually wonder what their thought process is like. Mm. Like I wouldn't mind have like having a conversation with them. To them. Like how did you think about it? So but considering how distracting social media is, considering mm-hmm. how how much flair and glamour you see which mm-hmm. most of the time you can't see behind the substance of right course. if you don't know these people personally you don't know if someone is tweeting about uh vr or ar or machine learning or, <laughs> <a VR>. <laughs> or <laughs> someone who is building for the metaverse you don't know if you don't know the person's best how do you know if they are doing the real thing so who's willing to take the bet with me that you can yeah. steal on social media and still ball sure how did, what? it how might take that, time actually it, it might take time. time it might why because that is what the world is built on currently so let's look at it this way um i i used to have this thought that um my career like i'll have in a let's say a, an anonymous career if i wasn't out there on social media mm. so if you know me i you i don't know how to use social media very well mm. so i just i'm always scrolling very know, very fast so <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I used to ask myself whether I had any hope. And then I say thinking people like um our parents, like our parents' generation, there was no social media. Mm-hmm. But you could see some you could see one person. He's moving from UBA to First Bank to Emma Bank to Sky Bank. How did they know that he's good? Okay. He applied for the job. Networking. No, no, no. <laughs> they, like I'm talking about top level, uh, top level execs. Okay, yes, I think Emmanuel's point works. 
networking, meeting people. Even if you're not networking, see, eh? if you know what your, you're doing, you know what your you're doing, what we get out there, they will find you. Yes. So, so the thing is about balance, as Victor mentioned. Mm-hmm. You have to just look for the balance. Don't get drowned, drowned in in what you're um, what you are trying to get into people's faces and we we try to get the thoughts of of victor and adora on how to avoid this kind of the pressure that people on the gram are giving to young people that's making them fall into into this so let's just listen to what they have to say about it when a generation where to a very large extent there is this fake it till you make it thing you know oh put yourself out there and everything very valid there's nothing wrong with that um, truth is, I struggled myself as a younger person growing up with putting my work out there. It was hard for me. Right? That's one end of the spectrum. On the other end of the spectrum, you see people putting themselves out there more than the work that they do. None of these ends of the spectrum are good. At the end of the day, the most important thing is to strike a balance. Do work and then um, talk about the work you do. Right. Once you are able to achieve this balance or a semblance of it, because to be fair, I don't know that like anybody can strike, you know, a perfect balance, but keep striving, you know. Um, and this thing is like a drug, especially with social media. Before you realize what you're doing, you're doing too much. You're doing the most. You are lying. And the need for validation and more validation just fills your... Um, innate need to just get more it's like a drug it's it's very very enthralling you know for you know you are you are looking for more so when the real substance finishes you go for more lies and untruths balance that's what i will always advocate the age of put in the age of putting yourself out there i think to avoid pol- falling um, into a state where you know you are pressured unnecessarily, it comes with discipline, right? I mean, there are people that there are people that are rich or people that are doing well that have achievements. But the truth is, those people have other people richer than them or other people that have more achievements than them. And everybody is putting themselves out there now. So it's like, are you going to constantly be in competition with everybody around you because you are unsatisfied? So I think that the major thing, in my opinion, is discipline. You have to, you have to be disciplined. You have to understand that at the end of the day, you are the one that matters, right? Just keep making sure that you are um better than the version of yourself that you were yesterday that you were last week and you are conf um you are constantly trying to be better for yourself and you are making progress in your life you are setting goals you are smashing them you are setting goals you are failing sometimes you are learning from that failure and then you're going ahead to do bigger things and better things but if as people we are not thinking about how to actually get that discipline how to only focus on ourselves and our own growth as opposed to comparing ourselves with others then nothing will change don't compare yourself with people appreciate the little things that you're doing make sure you are always making progress he has said it all 
like <laughs> she has said it all if if you are the, the word it is what it is it mm. is what it is right it is it but is. It, it is now on you on us as young people mm. right to know when to strike the balance they mentioned balance they mentioned discipline if you don't know when to stop it's going to drown you it's going to consume you that's mm. just it okay so periods listener are you striking the balance <laughs> <laughs> or are you faking it for the crown so don't be pressured by external factors and uh, i think the central message is just focus on making sure you're better than the person you were yesterday the person you were last week like monica of the friends ah all right you can't relate (laughs) (laughs) all right so guys thank you so much for listening to this point and it's been a roller coaster Uh, we've had interesting perspective we've almost come to blues here in the studio (laughs) but we're good we're good we're still cool so that is to remind you this is to remind you that we're having our blockchain summit this saturday oh yeah you don't want to miss this i mean so. all our tickets are sold out i guess yes you yeah. have to look out on our socials for giveaway tickets yeah yeah so yeah don't miss those giveaway tickets just follow our uh, social media handle on twitter facebook twitter is techpoint.ng and uh, if you're listening to us for the first time you can follow us on twitter instagram facebook anywhere and just push your comment with us with the hashtag as 12 point africa podcast and if you're listening to us for the first time where else can you get this podcast google pop google pops wow <laughs> wow yeah you agree <laughs> I, i need to practice that don't worry yeah. i'll come back next time okay. you can listen on google podcast apple podcast teacher iat radio podcast addict and everywhere else spotify why do you spotify. keep on forgetting whatever spotify. there's there's an ongoing conversation about that we're not trying to draw ourselves <laughs> to but yes spotify is on the list and everywhere else you listen to your podcast all right thank you very much and see you on thursday bye-bye bye bye, bye.